Welcome to the sixth episode of Field Pass. For the next couple weeks, we will be interviewing a bunch of different NBA beat reporters and talking about the state of their current team. Today we have another great guest. He is an editor at the Orlando Magic Daily, as well as the host of Locked on Magic, Philip Rosman Wright. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good today. How are you? I'm really good. We have a great episode coming up. We have an in-depth look at the Magic this season and some NBA talk as well. All that being said, sit back, relax, and welcome down to the field. First up, this may be a little bit of a long shot, but do you think the Magic are for real this season? Well, I mean, let's define for real. Are they going to win the championship? No, pro- mm-hmm. probably not. I mean, things things can happen. Um, right. But this is a this is a really young team that is learning how to win for the first time and experiencing winning for the first time. So, you know, I think there's still a lot of people nationally who haven't seen the magic play that they're, they're not on national TV at all. They have one national, one game on national television on like the traditional national television network. So I, I think that they're kind of one of the best kept secrets in the NBA. Um, there are they a perfect team? No, uh, but they're not a play they're not uh uh, just merely a play-in team anymore like like they're they're going to make the postseason for the first time as a franchise since 2020 um they're going to make a a postseason for the first time as as this group is constructed with Paolo van carroll and franz wagner and it really does feel like this is the beginning of something this isn't just you know 2019 and 2020 the magic made the playoffs with a core of nikola vucevic evan fournier aaron gordon and that just felt like okay They've been together for about seven years. They've never experienced success. It just felt like, okay, they, they finally reached the mountaintop and that was it. This yeah. feels like it's going to be the start of a long, long run of, of playoff appearances. And, and what the franchise certainly hopes is playoff success. Right. Yeah. I mean, the couple games of the Magic I've watched this year, they look really they look really good. I love watching Paolo. Paolo's one of my favorite players to watch. And that's going to lead into my next point, which is what is it like watching this young group play so well? I know you mentioned it before but what is it like watching them this year yeah i mean it's it's frankly there is nothing more fun i think as a fan and and even just as an observer as a team that's learning how to win for the first time because there's like there's no pressure like the magic finish fourth great the magic finish eighth you know not the best but it's it's still in the game we're still we're still in the game there um there there is literally only there's literally like one bad outcome of the season it, it already feels like this season is is a huge success and so you know uh, a lot of the magic play- players have talked about this over the course of the season that this year is this year is not merely just about this season it, it does feel like it's been something that they've built over the last 3 years and so there's a lot of ownership within this this group you know that there's not a lot of new players from year to year they've had virtually the same roster now uh, for the last three seasons, they all feel that they've built this. And so there's a lot of joy and pride in reaching this point and, and seeing how far they can take it. And, and, and with how things have sh- shaken out, the Magic are right in the mix for a lot of things here in the last quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they if the Magic, I mean, when they make the postseason, hopefully, I think they can t- make some noise in the playoffs. They have nothing to lose playing with house money. They're like the Heat were last year, I, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the difference, the, the, the big thing, and then like, this is the thing that I'm worried about. And I think this is the, you know, I've kind of told people like, this is the point of the season. They don't have any playoff experience. Like they, they got four guys on the roster that have playoff experience. Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz are two of them. They, with the magic back in 20 and 2019 and 2020, 
Uh, and then you have Gary Harrison, Joe Ingles, the two veterans. So I, I do feel like I, I've told, like, like I said, I've told a lot of people that this season is about learning what it takes to win in the playoffs. So, you know, I don't want to set expectations too high. You know, I don't want to set them too low either. Like what I would, do I think they can win a first round series? You know, I don't think it's impossible, but there's going to be a lot of growing pains as they go up against more veteran teams, more yeah. veteran coaches. Cause Jamal Mosley's a relatively young coach too. Um, they're going to learn a lot about themselves in, in the next 20 plus games and, and especially in the playoffs. And, and that's kind of what they need to get to the next level. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100 percent. And this next point, what is it like watching Paolo and Franz elevate their game this year? It's been it's been awesome. You know, again, it's it's just like it's been awesome watching them continue to grow and expand their games because they were both very good players last year. You know, Franz has been steadily improving. Paolo had a tr- tremendous rookie season. Um, just to see them continue to add to their games and take on that leadership role, take on more of a leadership role, say, you know, we know what our team needs us to do and we have to perform or, you know, we're not going to win, you know, winning is ultimately what matters. And so, uh, you know, they're both, they've both taken tremendous strides this year, you know, whether it was Paolo making the all-star team, you know, Franz, you know, if not for the injury, probably would have been on the periphery of those conversations. Um, You know, he won a world cup this summer, you know, he played some big basketball games uh, at the FIBA world cup this summer. Um, just watching them grow, you see the future. And I think for this magic team, this magic franchise, that future hasn't really always been clear since Dwight Howard left in 2012. So there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot that, that I think the magic could be really pleased with. And, and again, can continue to build on because this, this year is this, you know, kind of the first step of, of a long, a long journey. Now I'm a Sixers fan. Okay. Personally. When they traded Markel Fultz to Orlando, I was like, okay, Markel Fultz wasn't really going to pan out. But I think he's had a, I think he's had an up and down career. He's certainly on the incline, in my opinion. What is it like watching him from the Sixers where he was completely non-existent to a decent role player now in the NBA? Yeah, it, it, it with Markel, he just needed to get the pressure taken off of him. Like, you know, you know, like Philly, Philly fans are great. I want to, I want to say that unequivocally. Philly fans are great, but they're hard. And right. Markel Fultz came in as a number one pick. The Sixers gave up a lot to get him. They had that really good young core of Embiid, Simmons, and Fultz that they were preparing to develop and grow and figured that would be their ticket to a championship. And obviously things outside of Markel's control changed that. You know, he had a rare, a very rare shoulder, a very rare nerve injury um, that made it, you know, that changed his shot, that changed his game completely. He was dealing with knee issues coming out of Washington. Um, and so coming to Orlando just felt like it relieved the pressure because, you know, Orlando is a media environment and especially where Orlando was as a team, the pressure wasn't there. Like it wasn't, we, you know, we weren't expecting to win a championship. We didn't need Markel Fultz to deliver a championship to, to the franchise. And that space gave, I think, gave him some room to breathe, number one. And then it allowed him to find his way again and find his way back on with court. Now, um, you know, he's, he's been very good. Like, you know, he's still not, you know, not a great shooter. And, and, and in this NBA, that's, that's a big deal for a guard, but he finds ways to contribute. Um, he's such a smart point guard. He's, he's a tough, tough guy too. He can get downhill into the paint. He does so many things just very, just very well. And is, is a calming presence on the team. You know, unfortunately he's in a contract year this year. He's been dealing with knee tendonitis and knee issues. He, you know, he had the ACL injury a few years ago. Just injuries just seem to keep every time he takes a step forward, 
an injury seems to knock him back two, three steps back. And, and, you know, that's just, that's just rotten luck. I, I really, I, I really feel bad for him because he's such a great guy and, and everyone on the team absolutely loves him. Um, but you know, you got to be available to play in this league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Marco Fultz certainly could be, in my opinion, in coming years, if he figures it out, I think he could possibly be an all-star in my opinion. I think he has the potential to be that good. He's got a lot of work to get there. I, I would, I would yeah. say that. And, and, you know, the shots, the, you know, the shot looked really good last year. Like he, yeah. he shot 36% from three after the all-star break last year, this year, he's not even taking threes again. And mm-hmm. that part is frustrating. And, you know, it, you know, uh, like I mentioned, there's no pressure right now on the magic so they can experiment and let guys kind of play. But once you make the playoffs that first time, now you got to start thinking, how do we get further? Right. And I think, you know, Mark, you know, Markel Fultz is at kind of the crosshairs of that is can you win at a high level with this roster, maybe with a different roster you could, but with this roster, does Markel Fultz make life easier for this roster and help them get from a first round team to a second round team, to a conference finalist, to a finalist. Right. Um, and I think that's the, that's honestly the big question the Magic are going to be asking themselves this offseason. Now, certainly Joe Ingles here, he is the oldest player on the Magic, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. What experience does he bring to this young, young magic team? It's all, it's really, it's less about experience and, 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 you know, you know, you see him on the sidelines. He's talking to the to players. He's talking to coaches. Like he, 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 he sprinkles, you know, nuggets of wisdom there. But to me, it's really about the calm and composure he brings. Um, he is not bothered by anything that happens on the floor. And he is just kind of a known outlet for the team. Like when he's in the game, you know, the Magic, I think, have their best offensive rating when Joe Ingles is on the floor this year. Like he's he has a very clear positive impact. And it's not just because he's one of the few like known shooters on the team. Um, he has the ball in his hands a lot. They run him kind of as the organizer on on, on offense with that second unit. He just calms everyone down. And, you know, he'll call for the ball when things are a little hectic and just kind of slow things down and let guys work off the ball and, 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 and find the way to the right shot, to the right play. And that is, that is what the man, that's what a young team needs. A a young team needs that poise and that composure. And that's something that Joe Ingles really brings. And, you know, I think we'll, you know, we'll see what his impact is when we get to the crunch time of the season, to this last quarter of the season, and then eventually the playoffs. But he's been a really positive influence in the locker room. And, you know, he's he's enough of a goofball that he fits in with a bunch of 20-somethings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Ingles, with, I remember watching him with Utah. He always had that, like, he always had that, you know, uh, sharp, sharpshooter mode. I mean, he hasn't really played a lot for the Magic this year, I believe. But, you know, that wisdom he can bring to Paolo is truly, I think that's elevated his game somewhat. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they they, they don't play a lot together, but... I mean, if you watch a Magic game, and, and maybe and the broadcast probably don't catch this as much, you'll see coming out of a timeout or coming into a huddle or, you know, even even like a random moment on the bench, Joe Ingles will stand up, like go to Jamal Mosley, go to the coach, and just whis- kind of like whisper something in his ear and, and, and point out something. And you'll see him doing that with players on the bench. And it's not like anything big it's not like oh here's some rah-rah speech of like what we did in utah to make to make our first playoffs or anything like that it's little observations like that that go a long way and kind of help set the team on the right path Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. now if the magic make the playoffs 
Who would be their ideal opponent to see in the first round? Uh, I, I don't know if there is one. Um, Indiana would probably be the answer um, just because the Magic have, and the Magic haven't seen them with, that, with Pascal Siakam yet, but the Magic won both games against Indiana. Both of them were fairly comfortable wins. Uh, they're one of the few teams that have been able to kind of slow down that Pacers offense. Um, and they've been able to score against them. Um, their size gave them get, gives the Pacers a lot of problems. Um, on top of that, Indiana's not a very heavily playoff experienced team. Like they got Rick Carlisle, who you know obviously is won championship. Um, Pascal Siakam's won a championship too, so they have playoff. Ex- they have some playoff experience. But Tyrese Halliburton's never been in the playoffs. You know, Miles Turner's been to the first round a few times, but that's that's a team that I think would be a very favorable matchup for the Magic. But you know, you look at some of the teams that they might match up with Miami. Miami's Miami. You yeah. don't want to face them in the playoffs, even if you're a top seeded team. Um, New York, the Magic have done well against. They're three and zero against the Knicks as we're recording this, um, but they haven't played the Knicks with their full complement of players. They haven't played them with Brunson with Jalen. They they won a game against them without Jalen Brunson in New York. They won a game with them before the OG Ananobi trade in December. They they beat them with Julius Randle and OG Ananobi out in February, right before the All-Star break. And the Knicks sat a lot of guys that, that game too. Right. Um, they haven't faced the Knicks at full force. And the Knicks at full force are a very different team. But having said that, the Magic's length does has given New York's pro- New York problems. Um, even though Brunson still scores a little bit and Randle still scores a little bit, um, Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner have, be- have had big games against the Knicks too. So if you're looking at those quote-unquote top teams, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the Magic can beat the Knicks in a seven-game series, but I think that is a matchup that that Orlando could feel like, hey, we get a game in the Garden, anything can happen. And, and they should feel conf- confident playing that team, considering how they've done against them this season. But, you know, the playoffs are a different animal. You know, it, it's, 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 hard to, it's hard to say that the Magic have an advantage over anyone because, you know, this, this league is very much prove it. You're like you, you, until you've proven yourself, everyone's going to doubt you in those situations. And like right now, that doubt isn't going to cripple this team because they have they haven't done it. Like they haven't even been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got to get there. They got to they got to see what it feels like, and then they got to understand. Okay, this is what we got to do as we continue to grow and build. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and predict the magic will get out of the first round if they play Indiana. I'll say I, I would say that's probably going to go six or seven games, no doubt. But mm-hmm. Um, you know, New York, Milwaukee, Cleveland, um, Miami, Philadelphia, even, uh, even if Embiid's out, uh, you know, it, then without Embiid, I feel a little bit better, but Philadelphia smashed Orlando without Embiid in December. So, you know, I don't want to sleep on, sleep on what a, a faster Sixers team can do against a bigger magic team, but, um, I, I don't like the Magic's chances to get out of the first round just because we don't know what playoff Palo looks like yet and, and how teams are going to defend him in the, in a, in a series. Well, everybody starts zero zero in the playoffs. Yeah, so exactly. You n- never know what. You can never happen. know. Injuries happen. Crazy things happen. You know. You, you know. Miami. If yeah. any. If Miami proved anything last year, and Miami's a different team, obviously. You just have to get in the field. Get in the right. field. Give yourself a chance. See what happens. Right. Yeah. And I. I'm rooting for the Magic this year, man. I really like Paolo. I want to see him succeed. So, and this is my final point. This is going to be a, a two parter. Okay. Number one. What is missing on this team, if anything? And who do you think they should go after in the offseason? Um, shooting, uh, shooting, 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 and more shooting. Um, you know, this team, they're shooting better now. They're like 20, 
fifth or sixth in the league in three-point field goal percentage, but they've been bottom of the barrel in, in the NBA for most of the season. They have a lot of games where you just look at the box score and it's just like they lost this game because they couldn't hit threes. They couldn't hit enough threes. Um, and I think when we get, you know, one of the things I, I tell everyone is like, you don't really know what you need until you get to a, get to the playoffs and you get to a seven game series and you see how teams defend you and what they're willing to give up and what bets they're will, willing to make about your team over a seven game series. I can almost guarantee the magic are going to see a lot of defenses or whoever they're playing. They're going to have a defense where they put five got, you know, five players with a foot in the paint. They're not going to be overly concerned with the magic's three point shooting. And in fact, the Magic shoot the second fewest threes per game in the league this year. And, and that number's actually been going down as the season goes on. And that works for this team. But when you get in the playoffs, you have to make teams pay for doubling your interior players. You have to make teams pay for leaving guys open. And the Magic have to find shooting. Um, that is probably the biggest directive. And some of that I think they can develop internally. Paolo has been a better shooter this year. Franz, Franz has had a down shooting year overall. Jalen Suggs has jumped from 21% as a three-point shooter as a rookie to like 37, 38% this year. Like they they've made some big gains, but they probably need to find a volume shooter this shooter at some point. Whether that's something they do this summer, I, I don't know. I think the priority this summer is going to be point guard, uh, finding a, a more stable uh answer at point guard because you know Marco Fultz has been out of the lineup all year. Um, you know, he his shooting is non-existent, so teams are you know, you'll see teams put their center on Markel Fultz and just let him roam around the paint. And that's like the worst outcome you can have if, if you're the Magic right now, um, because so much of their offense is built on putting pressure on the rim, getting to the paint. Um, and so I think I think this summer they're going to look to find an answer at point guard. Um, you know, whether that's I think they could get in on the DeJounte Murray trade if, if that's something Atlanta ultimately ends up doing. Um, I think they could. You know, I think, you know, a lot of Magic fans are obsessed with Tyus Jones from the Washington Wizards. Um, he's a free agent. I think the Magic could be players to go sign him. Um, they, you know, I think trading for a point guard is a very real possibility. Um, you know, and then they could continue to go kind of without like a traditional point guard. Right. And maybe chase after like a Malik Monk. I don't see Malik Monk leaving Sacramento, but the Magic have some money to throw around. And Malik Monk is a volume shooter. They need a guy that can randomly get you 30 points on a night because he gets hot. Um, that's something that they're missing right now, uh, you know, consistently at least. Uh, and so finding a boost to their offense, you know, Zach Lowe loves this stat. Um, I, I don't like it, but I, but it exists. The Magic have not had an offense outside the bottom 10 in the league since Dwight Howard left in 2012. Like they, they have struggled to find offensive answers. And they obviously clearly have two great scorers in Paolo and Franz. Now they got to figure out how do we, boost everyone else's scoring? How do we just become more effective and efficient? Uh, some of that's going to be lowering their turnovers and getting more experience there, but um, they got they got to find a way to boost their offense and, and shooting is, is such a shortcut to doing that. Yeah, I, I think the Magic, if they sign a, a stabilized point guard, like you said, like a Tyus Jones, trade for a DeJounte Murray kind of guy, I think that will act like really, really elevate this team. Yeah. But I really, I like... Jalen Suggs and I really like Cole Anthony too. I think Cole Anthony could be something special as well. Yeah, I mean, and and Cole's great, and Cole is such a culture guy. Like he, like no one, no one is a bigger cheerleader for his teammates than Cole Anthony. Like he, he loves this team. He loves what they built here. Um, the problem with him, and and honestly, this is probably the problem with Tyus Jones. So much of the Magic's philosophy is built on size. Mm -hmm. Cole Anthony is too small to start. Like he, like we see this. 
even before the playoffs, but we will certainly see this in the playoffs if he plays like crunch time minutes, teams are going to pick on him. And, it, you know, Cole Anthony, I don't think, is a bad defender. He tries. He tries really hard. But he is too small in a lot of ways to be an effective defender. And, and, and that sucks because, you know, it's, it's, gene- it's genetics. That's the one thing he can't control um, because his effort's there. Um, his intensity's there. Like, he finds ways to, to, be, to, to make an impact on defense, and he's come a long way since his rookie year on that. Uh, but you know, he's, he's, he's best as a sixth man. He's best coming off the bench and the magic have found a really good role for him that he's, he succeeded in. Like he's, he's doing exactly what the magic need him to do. Um, so again, it's, this is, this has been my big point about the magic throughout the season. They got to get to the playoffs just so they could see how teams attack them and figure out what they actually need to improve. It's, it's not even just about that. It's how do teams attack Paolo and Franz? Like, how do they defend them and teach Paolo and Franz what they need to improve at to be ready for the playoffs in the future? It's so much of this is still just about discovery. And I think one of the reasons why the magic didn't do anything at the deadline is because they don't want to commit to commit to filling a need that, that they're not even sure they need yet. Like they're going to know exactly what they need after they're done with the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I And like I said earlier, we will see everybody's zero and zero. So anything can happen in the playoffs. Excited to see what this Magic team does, but thank you so much for coming on with me today. I I truly appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Uh, this is a very fun interview, so yeah, thank you again.